0: BHP podcast is presented by BowhunterPlanet.com. Join the hunt.
1: Support for the Bowhunter Planet podcast is provided by HHA Sports, Cold Steel Knives, Scott Archery, Burris Optics, Element Outdoors, Reveal Cellular Trail Cams, Deer Cam Coffee. Additional support is provided by Yeti. Hey guys, Dave Thomas from BonerPlan.com. Welcome to the podcast. Today we got Pine Ridge Archery. Brian's joining us. Uh, Brian, how's it going at Pine Ridge right now?
0: It's doing great. Um, you know, with all the bad things going on in the world with COVID and, and all the other issues that come along with it, we, uh, we've we been doing really well. Pine Ridge is doing great.
1: So tell us about um, the product lineup because I know like, you know, you guys have so many things and I'm on the website now looking at it and You know, I've used a lot of these products over the years. You guys have sent us some of this stuff and it's always been great. Never had any issues with any of this stuff, but I guess, tell us from from, uh, your perspective, I guess, do give us a general lineup for the archery side Uh of it. And then maybe then dive into what's the hottest products you guys have right now.
0: Sure. So Pine Ridge kind of started on two things like tools and tree stand accessories. And over the years, the tree stand accessories were great. I mean, from a functionality standpoint, they just didn't didn't do well for us and kind of piners kind of went slower and slower it grew but slowly and uh, when Matthew started doing their colored things colored accessories things like that we kind of found a little niche to go into and went after some kisser buttons and some little nitro speed buttons and did them in all the different colors and that became uh, something that we got known for so we expanded that into a full line of string accessories um, all different colors from uh, speed buttons dampeners kissers um, things like that string loop and peeps and then we got into the nitro veins, which are a different type of vein. They still, from a from a look standpoint, they look similar to a regular uh, vein, but they're not extruded. They're molded, injection molded, and they have better properties to them to glue and adhere to the, vein, uh, to the shaft and all that. So we kind of went that direction as well. We are very well known for our tools. Um, probably, if not every shop, most shops out there, and most archers have the yellow-handled Allen wrench set. Uh, the archers Allen wrench set is guaranteed for life, not to strip or round off, so we've gotten really – uh, known for that as well as our other tools and it just uh it just evolved and we got man, i don't even know we're up to i think we're somewhere in the round realm, realm of five six hundred skews or something like that because <laughs> of all the colors because of all the colors yeah, but we probably yeah. have about probably about 60 items or so and then all the different color variations and all that so um of that's course cool. our, our adhesives due for fletching have been really well known so we we kind of try to do everything around the bow without doing the bow of course yeah, without doing yeah. the arrows and rest and that so that's kind of our our niche with our, we have other divisions of our company um, in the model airplane hobby industry and then fishing industry. And we're always, our, our products are always the, the less glamorous, but you need them and you need them to work <laughs> and yeah. you don't want to mess around with them. They just need to work. So that, that's kind of where we focus. We don't take the, the limelight and the glamour, but we take the, you know, the nuts and bolts and the, the, the needed products.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. I, um, I don't think you could go around our studio and not find one of these Allen wrench tools. We probably have like <laughs> 30 of them there over the ones you guys have sent us over the years, but you're right. They've never, not a single one has ever gone bad. So no. they're always there. And you know, I always, I even keep them like when you're watching the show, I keep one actually on this. it's actually behind me on the big lit up boner planet sign. There's a look like, of wood shelf. There's actually one in there all the time. Nice.
0: When we're doing oh, the yeah.
1: best. Oh my God. You got to keep cranking them down and recrank yeah. them back off and you know, back and forth.
0: Well, when we do, uh, you know, ATA, obviously not this year, but normally when we go to ATA, uh, the Archery Trade Association show, we'll have one guy or two guys come up throughout the show and you can just see they're proud of themselves because they bring up a wrench that's got a little corkscrew (laughs) to it, a little twist, or they snapped off the end and say, yep, you win, you damage one. (laughs) We'll see you in five years when you you finally damage that one.
1: That's funny, that's pretty rare though. I've never seen one break, that's crazy. Um, yeah, we really also had, we use a lot of that, uh, the driver set you guys have, that standard standard ball driver set. With the oh whole, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And they go in there. Like nice, you can go in on a, I think it's a 30 degree angle and uh, still get torque on the bolt head. So that, and you're not gonna strip or round it off, yeah. so.
1: And they're long, that's, so you get like some, you can get into weird spots with them. And I haven't right. used the holster
0: though, for the wrench combo. <laughs> I haven't used the holster it's, yet, but
1: <laughs> I probably gold. should.
0: <laughs> Little a lot faster. of jeans have, a lot of jeans have that little pocket um, inside the pocket of your jeans and it, a wrench fits perfectly in there. So if you don't have the holster, you can usually get away with that.
1: Yeah, that's, that's really cool. Now we've also used, and I have used a lot of the adhesives uh, and they've worked very well. Um, let's see here. I wanted to look at, so you guys have a couple different ones. Can you explain yeah. the difference? Be- oh, I see. Instant arrow glue and then insert glue.
0: So you, you would, you can do inserts with either glue so the instant arrow glue works on fletchings fletchings inserts yeah everything um it's a fast set though so which is fine but if you want a little more working time or if you want you know if you're doing hidden inserts something like that um we have the insert glue which has more of a 90 second drying time has a little more uh it's rubberized so it's got some more shock absorbing properties to it whereas the instant glue is fine but it's going to be a harder um bond a, a little more stiffer bond than the insert glue so we actually, we're coming out with, we have a, a half ounce insert glue. We're coming out with a new, a larger bottle. Cause we have so many guys, especially shop owners that just go through it so much. They want a bigger bottle. So that is yeah. one thing we're coming out with this year.
1: Well, that's cool. And then, uh, you know, I know you talked a little bit in the beginning about the colors and you guys yeah. have so many colors. It's literally incredible. Yeah. Um, which is, is really cool in my opinion, because what happens is like, as an archer, if you a lot of guys love to customize their bows. And like you said that when Matthews did that originally, it really opened some eyes and people like, oh, you know, I'd like to do that. That's cool, you know, let's get some colors. But now what you're seeing is, you know, I can do all bright red. I can do all, you know, bright yellow. I mean, you're getting into uh, colors that weren't even really on the original docket. Now what you guys are offering can have all these cool, like really bright, I mean, right here alone, I'm looking at you have like a teal blue, you have a pink, Mm -hmm. hot pink. Uh, bright purple, bright red, bright yellow, bright orange, bright green, bright blue, and a black, yeah. and you have camo stuff, so I mean, it's really incredible.
0: Well, and that, it's it's funny because we, we focus on all the bright stuff and we have black, of course, for the one, you know, for guys who just, I don't want color, I just want black, so we have that. This year, we're coming out with uh, three different colors to go along, so we're actually adding to the color theme, because so many of the bows, is, you know, in the past few years have come out with what we call earth tone colors, so, I don't know if you can see it here, but we got a tan version this is our nitro nice. excel button and then we have our brown it's kind of hard to tell but that's like a chocolate brown and then we have our od olive drab green
1: smart this is a good idea
0: so we're doing a lot of our string accessories in those colors as well like you know our, our kisser buttons and things like that we're popping them off into all, all three of those colors um that way it's just if you have one of those earth tone bows or you know whatever you want to, refer to them as, you don't have to just stick with black, or you don't have to have a bright color on it. Um, I'm actually thinking of going full OD green on everything I do this year. So Yeah,
1: that's it's it really, subdued. It's a very smart move. I feel like I feel like Bear archie led that kind of a couple of years ago, where they mm-hmm. started introducing the olive green and a sandstone, and then all of yeah. a sudden, you know, people I think started catching on to it, and then everybody started offering that, even like Botek and Matthews. Yeah, so everybody now has some sort of earth tone color. Um, and so for you doing that is genius. Cause now I want yeah. it like, that is like, yeah, right. <laughs> really cool. Like my bow is like that. So I'm like, wow, that's cool. That you guys are going to match that idea. Um, and to be honest that those colors look perfect. They look spot on.
0: Um, and I've they, never yeah, seen yeah. a
1: color like that in not in a non metal, you know, that's really cool.
0: Right. And I got to give credit. I don't know if you know, Tim Zimmerman from uh, formerly from Taz archery, but he was the one, he works our, our booth with us, does a lot of product development stuff he came up he's like man you guys are gonna miss the boat if you don't do this so Mm -hmm. it took us we we missed last year got him you know got him in line this year so they're coming out but it's true it's just so many more bows have that like you call sand you know this is our nitro split limb dampener and we did that we're gonna do it all three colors But that sand color just looks so cool we call it tan but but it looks so cool and the the olive drab just looks really really cool in, in an olive drab bow so when would those be available uh, we're gonna shoot actually. i got them now but january 1st by the time we actually launched them i got stuff at yeah. photographers right now and very cool and uh, then yeah so
1: tell me about like the quest for maybe trying to get those products onto a bow company now like so instead of them use their own or something else what what's, i guess tell me about that a little bit is it something you guys have worked tried to do in the past and it just never works so how does that work is it always like an an external, like, you have to buy it separately because the companies don't want to do anything or you guys not want to do things with companies? Like, how does that work?
0: No, that's actually a great, actually timely question too because I was going to tell you something else that uh, actually nobody else knows, so I'll break some, some new stuff for you on here. Um, in Historically, and we still do this, but uh, both, like, string manufacturers especially uh, will come to us and ask us to buy our products in bulk. And since we do manufacture ourselves, right, I mean, I'm 50 feet from the manufacturing area over here, and uh, we, we can do that. Well, you know, they may want to buy a few thousand or, you know, even more or whatever of a certain item to offer as an option or to offer as, you know, a standard issue on one of their products. So um, elite archery, if you buy an elite bow, you're going to see two of our XL buttons. So this is green, but they buy the the black nitro XL button and you'll get ah. four on each elite bow. So they'll come to us and buy it that way. So now what I had happen this year is uh, Eric Griggs from Gas Bow Strings. You familiar with gas? Yep. Okay, so they came to us, and they wanted us to uh, customize that Nitro XL button with their logo on it. And just based on the, the design of it and how it works, we couldn't do that. We couldn't put a logo on it. Uh, so I said, well, why don't you guys come up with a design that you like, and we'll make it for you, but we'll also make it for ourselves. And, we, you know, we can, they sell it with their strings, and we sell it to dealers and things like that. So they came up with a design cool. of this bomb. So it's uh, this is the Nitro Speed Bomb. And they're calling theirs the Gas Speed Bomb, of course, as That's their logo. That's so cool. On it. Uh, but we make them for them, we make them for us. And the really cool thing about this is you're going to add speed to your bow, but these weigh 23 grains, so you're replacing three brass knocks with one item. Where our XL buttons are great, but they're not as heavy. We and Eric from Gas had you know some great ideas and wanted to make sure we made them dense enough and heavy enough because they're they're tired of putting brass knocks on the strings. So this will replace a three knock set. And be a lot faster and easier to put on. So, so cool. these are, these are going to be on all the colors as well as the olive, the brown, and the, the tan, of course. But uh, so yeah, we we've, we've been wanting to do more team ups with uh, string companies, bow manufacturers, and uh, this was this one just kind of kind of came out of nowhere. It's just perfect timing. Yeah, that's uh, really we, cool. We tell definitely us, are willing to work with all of them.
1: Tell us about the Nitro Hunter Stabilizer. Now it's something you guys have had for a few years. It looks like a redesign to me from what I think I remember is the original. Uh, tell us about so, that a little bit.
0: Yeah, it's good memory. So the Nitro Stabilizer was the original one. That was uh, a different design, and it was it was crazy. I, not to get too much into the, the, the manufacturing and the sales part of things, but it seems like, as good as it was, it fell into a price bracket where people wanted to pay more or they wanted to pay less. So we kind of found that we, were, we somehow, by accident, shot ourselves in the foot by being right in that middle <laughs> price. So... We said, okay, let's, we're, we're not going to go, you know, at that point we weren't going to build a big expensive stabilizer because just, that's just not who we were at that time. Uh, we may happen in the future, but um, we said, let's, let's bring the price down a little bit to where they want to go where it's not super cheap, but it's a, a solid aluminum stabilizer, you know, with, with good dampening properties. And that's what we did. So that came out with the nitro hunter and that had different colors and camo options, but truthfully, the black body with the, uh, the color rings is really the most popular version and it has great dampening properties it's a five and a half inch or a, or a five inch or a seven and a half inch and um or maybe i'm right five and a half and seven and a half i'm confusing myself but uh <laughs> so hey yeah
1: you, you said 500 plus views, so
0: <laughs> yeah right exactly so that one um does really well and then we came up with a more even a more economical one which does it has less it doesn't have aluminum tube on it so it's a little uh less costly to manufacture called the sawtooth stabilizer still offers the colors and it still has the saw blades as we call them um, as the dampeners and um, about five bucks less on retail, I think is what it is. And it's just, they, they both do a great job for a economical stabilizer. That's not just a chunk of rubber. You know what I mean? It has yep. some cool look to it. It has the color options. You can, you know, match it to your bow, match it to your accessories. And it just, they both do a great job, but the nitro, the original nitro that you're talking about that one, it, it, we still have some, if anyone wants them, let me know. Uh, but it, it just fell into a weird price thing, and it just kind of fizzled a little bit.
1: This um, this sawtooth uh, is interesting to me because it has, there's something visually about it that it, like really pops. And I don't, I don't, I think it's because it's like staggered, like not staggered, but it's like black and then the color underneath. Uh, I'm looking at like yeah. the green one right now, but it is yeah. yeah so it, it is like i don't know there's something about just i love the visual of it It just almost like boom it just pops
0: you know well normally in that price range i think it's uh retail like 19 bucks but normally in that price range you're getting like i said just a chunk of rubber that's not really cool looking that gives you uh, you know some nice uh side look to it because when you when you're looking at this you you see the colors in the side but if you can see when you're looking straight on you don't see the colors as much you see a little (laughs) bit of ring there so it's got i don't it's just it's a neat design it just really looks great on a bow
1: Let's talk about the front end of that. I saw a nut okay. right there on the front. Yep. On the, yeah, on that image. So does that, so if I unscrew that nut, that, the whole thing comes off? Or how does that work?
0: That's actually a solid bolt that runs all the way through here. So when you're cranking this down, you're, you're using that you know, Allen head there. And you're tightening it right into the bow. But ah. it's a solid shaft. So that's basically acting as kind of like your tuning fork. Got and the, the dampeners are expelling the, you know, the vibration out
1: very cool that what's that oh that camel one what's that one down there in the bottom corner that's sick it's like three colors
0: it is yeah the black tan and (sighs) that is a different green that we had and we only have it for that item but yeah that's cool camel version that is really cool and then that's the the nitro hunter as we were talking about before where it's got you know the same saw blades uh we we refer to you know these things as saw blades so it's the same saw blades in there some color accents color back here this is an aluminum tube there still is a uh, solid bolt that runs all the way through it. So that's one solid bolt. Um, so <laughs> similar dampening properties, but you got that aluminum, you got, you know, a little different design there. And, uh, Very cool. Just just cool, yeah.
1: Yeah, that thing is really nice. I, actually, I do love the look of the Nitro Hunter as well. I think you guys did a great job <laughs> with that one. That looks really good. Yeah, and I do like the idea that, you know, there are guys out there, a lot of them and a lot of us, I should say, I do like the black, just straight black. And I, so it's nice yeah. that you guys offer that if you don't want to do a color. But... You know, now seeing... So, like, here's my thing. Like, I'm not going to do, like, the bright pink, the red, or anything like that unless I'm doing the whole thing. You know what I mean? I right. have a bright pink stabilizer only and not have, like, the the peep and everything right. again, like you're saying. So having the black is great. But when I when I just saw that camo one, that was the first time I've ever seen that camo one. That is really... Mm-hmm. Like, that is different. Because to me, that's, like, really... You could put that on anything and still look cool. Especially right. both you got the camo limbs and black frame. And then you do right. That would look sick on that boat. Yeah,
0: I love it. Yeah, exactly. That that was that was the per it's hard to it, it's hard to get some of these things out because you know we have so many skews. It's hard to really show everybody everything and haven't noticed it. So yeah, there are a few items in here that kind of get lost in the in the shuffle and and like you said, you have never seen it before and all of a sudden it's like, oh, that's the best one of them all. That's so, really cool looking. Yeah. And top. then
1: moving into um moving into kisser buttons, you guys have about let's see you show four on your website. Um are Three, these available. Okay, that's why I wanted to see the colors because <laughs> the website doesn't do a justice to what you just showed me yeah. here. This is like
0: huge amount right. of colors. So we have the, the standard size up here. There's a regular kisser button that everyone's used to, and then we have our XL, our, our larger one here, and we have them both in slotted and slide on. And I'll, I'll show you the difference here real quick. I uh, can grab one here. So this one, if you if you look around, it's kind of blurry, but there's no slit in it. That is that slides right over the string. So you take your string off and put that right on if you look at this let's see if i can show it i'm not a good hand model here but you see the, the slit there so you don't have to take a string off for that one we give you crimps with it. it goes right around and the same thing on the smaller version so we wanted to have something a little unique and make it so at, at the time when we came out with these a lot of kisser buttons were flying off the of strings and they weren't the, the crimps like they were only crimping them on the bottom or there's problems with the crimps or whatever it might be and guys were losing kisser buttons so we made it so that you can crimp top and bottom or you can serve top and bottom on them and keep a slotted version on there and not have it come off but we said well if you're building a string anyways um put a brand new string on a, on a bow why not use the slide-on version because it goes right over the end loop and slides right into place there's no way it can come off it's impossible and you don't have the look of the crimp around it you have just the kisser button so you get a little more of that color a little more style on it and uh it just, it was unique. It was something that, you know, we had that was different.
1: Yeah, that's really cool. I, I like the idea of slide on one, you know, to deal with the crimping or anything. But at the same time, I know what you're saying. We've had plenty of kissers go flying off. Boats, yeah. And I agree right. that there was always some sort of weird crimping issue we couldn't figure out. And it always happened. And then, uh, then, and then having one that goes over that string is just genius. You don't have to deal with it yeah. at all, And it's good. Um, right speaking of uh so the accessories going into the peeps it looks like Mm -hmm. i don't remember seeing this from you guys i guess maybe i never had one in the past or i I don't remember i guess have they always been aluminum or no because i didn't think they were no
0: okay so we have plastic we actually have three versions um so the original ones that you recall are the nitro peep which is a tubed peep and then the feather peep which we had the 3 sixteenths and a quarter in plastic that we've injection mold and all and they're they're fine they're great um a lot of guys use them. We, we do a ton of them. Then we have the Z 38. That's an aluminum peep. So that is, you know, standard 38 degree angle. Um, we have it in uh, eighth, three sixteenths, seven thirty seconds and quarter four different colors. Um, that's, that's more of your traditional aluminum peep and made in the U S polished, clean, smooth, all that kind of stuff. But because we are injection molders, we started with the, the feather peep and the nitro peep, which, uh, we can we mold here you know in our machines
1: so when you uh i'm only asking this question because i know a little bit about molding and stuff when you guys mold those uh like peeps how many peeps are in a a full mold
0: that one it's not it's not a big i think it's a two up it's either two up or four up mold okay so So
1: are they pretty small then the molds yeah
0: yeah. Our, our machines, are I just kind of envision
1: this huge mold. like no, 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 <laughs> no.
0: No, our bread and butter is small, small molding. Like, um, our biggest press is a 40 ton press right now. We're looking at a hundred ton press, but, um, currently 40 is the biggest. And it, it just, we mold for ourselves. We also do some on the outside, but, uh, for some outside companies, but, uh, most of our stuff is built with small machines in mind and they're yes. less expensive. They're less expensive to run. They're easier to run. And that just helps us keep our prices down and we can compete with China. Truthfully, it's, you know, we don't have to invest in huge tools and go, hu- you know, way deep. Like if we had a, if we had a mold in China, all these colors, it'd be insane. You wouldn't do it because you'd have so much overstock inventory that you'd it'd, yeah. it'd be ridiculous. We can run back. Literally, if somebody calls up and has a big order and says, you know, we happen, they catch us on a down cycle of some inventory. We can pull a mold out of a press and within a couple of days have whatever we need to have run. So it helps us be really mobile and, you know, not relying on a, on a boat coming up from overseas, which right now with COVID, I mean, I'm hearing anything through California. Just yesterday, uh, a freight company told me, whatever you're expecting the time, add at least a month to it to get it here. Wow. So that that, that, that can ruin a company, you know. So yeah. we're, we, we have that flexibility to just say, forget it. We're going to mold it ourselves. We do small stuff. We, you know we know our limitations but we can do what we do very well
1: yeah let's talk about the process real quick just for those that don't understand mm-hmm. that being that you guys make this stuff yourself you're not just like you know buying it reselling it you, yeah in order to make it um you would have uh the, i think they're like little pellets of
0: some sort yep plastic pellets, yep, plastic some pellets
1: yep and they're i'm assuming they come in the color you want so you pre-order no. the green no they're black
0: no no, they're clear, natural oh, cool. clear color. Okay, I didn't know that. And we add color into it. And it's crazy when you ah. look at a batch. You look at a batch of material mixed, like uh, the small pellets of plastic. They're clear, and there might it looks like it looks like mistakes of little colors of rice spattered through it. It's not a lot. I mean, it's it's very small. They call it letdown, but there's a very small amount of color coloring that you put in to get the material the color you want it. So it's kind of deceiving. You would think it's this big mixed yeah. color thing, but it's not.
1: So that, then that's fed in and it's pressure pushed right through to, to heat it up, to melt it?
0: So it goes through a, a hopper and then it goes into what's a barrel and a screw and that heats up and that's preheating the material as it's screwing through. Once, by the time it gets to the mold, it's molten to the temperature that we want for that particular material that particular can mold. It, it goes in there, it compresses, holds for whatever period of time it needs to hold, then it opens, pops it out and it's done. Now it can either come out on what's called a tree, so all little connectors, or you do a thing where some some molds we have we can we call them sub where when the mold is about to open it has a thing come through and cut all the parts in the right spot off the runners so when you open they fall separate you don't have to have a person sit there and trim them so where again it cuts our, them. Whole, our whole goal is our whole goal is to compete with china where they have cheap labor yeah. we don't have cheap labor so that's where some of those things come
1: in so where it cuts them is there something that has to be like sanded does it go through like a barrel or anything after that where the cut is made it,
0: it depends if it's a, a the injection molded stuff, most likely not, um, because it's going to trim it pretty much perfectly. Um, when we do hand trim a lot of products off of trees, and we have people that have been here for 15, 20 years, and they just, they're very good at it. Yeah. Um, and it, it may, you know, we never put that spot in a part that's going to be, you know, in an area of the part that's going to cause a problem. So, like yeah. on a peep, you wouldn't put that with a string, it's going to groove through it, you it's know.
1: To touch, yeah. It's,
0: yeah. So, that kind of thing, uh, yeah, that wouldn't be an issue there. but. But we have uh, once once it comes out, like I said, we'll we'll sort it, pull the parts out, and then we go in. We have a whole packaging department, assembly department. We even have a print shop in our factory here where we'll print a lot of our packaging and uh, some literature, things like that. And then it goes up in the shelves and it goes out through shipping. So it's pretty Very efficient cool. operation.
1: Yeah. Um. So yeah, sorry to go off topic, guys. I was just wanted to, I wanted to explain. <laughs> you. There's, you know, things are happening. It's not like you just buy and resell it to you. There's physical things. right. I do want to make a comment. On the, the last thing on the peeps real quick is just that with the aluminum, um, mm-hmm. there are four colors. It looks like black, red, blue, and green. Is that correct?
0: That is for quarter and three for- sixteenths. On, on eighth and 730 seconds, we only did black. They just don't sell as much. So we kept it as black. Got it. Okay, great. And then, mm-hmm. uh, okay, so that's the aluminum. Those are, all, those are all, and that's an anodized color. It's not like, like you can't match the anodized color to the plastic color because the d- different materials, you know, yeah, different coloring. So it just gonna- it doesn't work. Yeah, but the right. red's pretty close and the blue's pretty close. The green's a little different of a green.
1: You guys also have, uh, so yeah, you know what? Here's one product I want to talk to you about. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about the quick stand uh, bow support. So okay. this product um, has a lot of adjustability into it. Um, is this made to fit any size of the new risers or the new um, limbs? Like, you know, Matthew's got a really wide stance limb now with the is this is this going to fit bad in any of those type of bows as well?
0: I haven't had a chance to measure measure their limb yet. I would is it is it bigger than their their previous models? No, much I'd bigger? say it's probably about the same as the tri-X and up. Right. Okay. With. so then, Yeah, it, it would fit. So what we did is I'll show it up here just so you can see it. So we had these jaws here. They're adjustable. That's so what these grooves are here for. The, the jaws go in and out. And then what we ran into a couple of years back is we fit pretty much every bow on the market. But then there was a couple that we found out that we don't, that we weren't aware of. So we redesigned the jaws. And now if you notice, there's this kind of groove back here. There's a screw up top here that you can screw oh, down or screw out to, to make that jaw open and close to whatever thickness you need. So as you slide it on the limb, slide it down towards the, the limb pocket, whatever adjustment you need, you can make right here. And then really if, cool. if a bow is you know less parallel, it needs to have a different stance. You can kick these legs out like you see right here, and you'll have a, a wider stance to accommodate that bow. So I, I you know, nowadays with the, the legal stuff, I don't know if I can say they fit every bow, but we haven't run into a bow that doesn't yeah. fit yet. Yeah.
1: And they also have that, and you guys have that in some really cool colors too. <laughs> like we do. The we got, orange oh, looks
0: sweet, man, the line. More, I mean, you can see we've got, we've got white frames or black frames, and then That's the legs so match cool. the colors. The, it's, it's not the jaws over here. The jaws match the colors on the white frames. It's There's a lot.
1: Yeah, I got to, we got to talk about that because I got to get I got to get those back in house. We have one yeah. in house for our, our Tesla table. and We do these bow show offs. And I swear yeah. to you, I don't know why I have I have like I have one of yours and I have three of some. I have no idea where I got them from. They're not yours and they, they're similar, but they're garbage like they they don't even fit, on, we'll get to that. they don't even fit on the bows. and I'm sitting there trying to put it on one limb and I yours is fine. I got one bow set up and then I'm screwed yeah. on these other four bows I'm trying to set up. I'm like, this is crazy.
0: So yeah, I knew there was something I had let to me talk know. to you about. <laughs> I like, well, and and th- that's sense. that's truthfully what happened. we kind of looked at. We we look at our stuff from a dealer standpoint because uh, you know most of our sales go through archery shops, pro shops, and from a, from a pro shop standpoint, that guy's trying to stock three or four different models. Well, if you got this bow, you need this one. If you got this bow, you need this model. If you got this bow, you yeah. need this model. We wanted to be as universal as we possibly can make it, um, and that's why we did the adjustments. It's just. The shop can have one, you know, maybe different colors, but he can have one product and he knows it's going to fit with pretty much every bow, if not every bow that goes through his door.
1: I recommend the stand for consumers too, because this is a stand that you could have at your house to set your bow on. You could, you could be shooting and put your bow on the stand and it could hold your bow. If you want to work on your bow, this is like a great stand to have. And yeah, you know, there's a product you guys have that um, I actually forgot all about. And I just saw it when I was clicking around in here. I think it's the um. Well, first off, I found it here. But it, first off, you guys do have a lot of things that people don't know about. So you have like these trail camera supports. Looks like for in yep. the field
0: for yep. post.
1: You guys have um, a reel strap, equipment reel ho- hoist. If you want to hoist your bow up or any equipment, realistically, I guess you have air pull arrow pullers, which is always helpful especially when you shoot a lot of arrows (laughs) yeah but the one thing that i you know i don't see it very much i don't no one really i know talks about it but you sent us some of these maybe five years ago it's the hunting gear equipment hanger yeah that thing is i want to say that's the most underrated product in the industry because i used to use that thing exclusively on every tree because i would always it's so easy to carry in your bag and i put it up and i have all these ropes and i can put anything i want anywhere it is an incredible
0: yeah. little product well and that's it, that goes back in the beginning of I said, we, I said we started off with tree stand accessories and there's a handful of items that we came out with that are just awesome but truthfully they just never sold well you know because it's hard to you know get dealers to pick up certain things or you know to see the vision or whatever um with the internet that thing was about to get discontinued truthfully wow. um we sell that's probably our i would put that up in the top five of quantity sold of items that we sell now because yeah, show you guys what it looks like real quick. This is it here. Yeah. Because so many, so many, you know, guys can find it now on the internet and it just, it, it works. If you, if you have public land and you can't screw into the tree or you just don't want to screw into a tree, it straps around in literally in seconds you hang anything you see there, you know, you hang your gun, bow pack, antlers, grunt yep. call, whatever um and one place that it really is getting a lot of attention is these saddle hunters. I don't I haven't started saddle oh, hunting yet. I don't know if you do that, but no. saddle hunters are loving this. It goes up you know, when they get set, they put that around and all their gear is right in front of them.
1: Yeah, that's this thing is honestly, I mean for the for the this is crazy to me. <laughs> I pay I pay $30 for this, honestly. It is right. Le- best like things you can imagine. If you're if you're ever, I, I would recommend this to anybody. So if you're out there listening to this podcast, honestly, I go to this website and buy this product, and it is so light and easy. Just look at it. It's, first off, it's a loose rope strap, I should say. Strap. It's got yeah. These three hangers that literally, all I'm saying is when you're when you're trying to pack it or whatever, it's literally like this big. I mean, it's it's right. so small, and you just put it in the corner of your backpack, and you're good. And you don't have to screw it screwing in stuff to the tree which takes forever hurt your hand it's so annoying yep. and <laughs> well and
0: they're, and, and they're they're molded plastic they're molded nylon actually so they're super durable and they won't clank around when you have the metal hooks you know that you put in, ah, you're clanking definitely. them in your backpack all the time these are quiet put them up quietly use them quietly they're awesome
1: stabbing your hand when you're searching yeah. for them Jeez.
0: right yeah exactly. this is a
1: great one of my favorite products ever you guys made that I, i'm just like I'm not surprised at all it's still around. I definitely yeah. think it needs to be on the front page of the website, though, because that that's thing not, is so honestly, hot.
0: Honestly, we, we've talked about that because it's just it's crazy. Guys are finally finding that one. And there's the one other item that has always been a good product. We never were going to get rid of it, but it has found new life lately is the aero inspector, the spinner, aero spin checker. Oh, so yeah. That one's got a cool life story to it. Actually, that was our first product ever. That and the Archer's Allen wrench uh, that we are talking about that doesn't round off um those are our first two products back in 97 and the reason that aero inspector came up i'll show you a quick picture okay you're gonna do it so that see, those sides there that hold the aero are actually from our other division uh of of the model airplane division for a balancer to to balance your model airplane propellers ah. so we modified that to work on an aero spinner so those wheels that are into that it spins on are totally overbuilt to be honest uh because they're meant for a model airplane, which has a huge amount of revolutions, a lot of vibration and it has to be right. So we just, we basically built the best spinner for arrows on the market because we already had it. And it just, if you're, if you're shooting an arrow you should never shoot it without spinning it first. I don't care if you're target, you know, target shooting or hunting because when you take, you take a dozen arrows and you spin them, you will be amazed at how many differences there are between those 12 arrows. And the arrow inspector feels it all never would have thought that that is really crazy you may have the way you know it's off balance is number one if it wobbles but then when you spin it when it stops it's such a precise instrument that if you have a heavy side it's going to roll to the heavy side every time so that'll tell you if that that arrow has maybe more glue on one side or the insert is is off balance or or it spins perfectly with a field point you put a rod head on there and now it changes so you need to spin those every time you change from field points to broadheads to make sure your broadheads are balanced.
1: You know, this just brought up this idea in my mind, like, and I'm always looking at things from like a Tesla perspective for our shows and stuff. And I need, to, I need to use this on video on every broadhead video, just to show the way the broadhead right. looks when it's spinning. I never thought about that. So you just said that I'm like, wow, it'd be cool. Cause you can actually show it in rotation and what it looks like without trying to manually do it slow in your hand,
0: you know, you can actually well, spin and- it. <laughs> <laughs> and shops shops buy this all the time to sell, but then also they put one on the counter. Guy brings his arrows in and spins them, and he's looking and like, "Hey man, you're shooting some bad arrows for wow, this reason." That's a good or this idea. Reason. And you'd be amazed how many bad arrows are out there flinging around. It's just I feel crazy. like arrow
1: companies owe you money. That's crazy. Well, they're, they're not they're,
0: they're not always happy. <laughs> well, they're selling more because well, they, they're selling more, but then you're showing their bad arrows too.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is one other product I want to bring up because I love this set. Mm-hmm. this has been, we use this thing so much for when we're doing uh, D loops all the yeah. time. And this is so sharp that I it is incredible. I can get each little cut in there. It's got a little hook to it, it is, this is a great, great product right here. You get
0: that, that longer, you know, uh, length there from the handle down to the tip. So you get a little more leverage with a little less effort. Um, when you're, when you're closing the scissors down too. So yeah, it's, it's a great set. And like you said, you get the curved and the straight. So you sometimes you need to get in there in a curve and, you know, for yeah. one application or another, but it's great.
1: The only thing you're missing on that is like some sort of attached lighter. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: Right. <laughs> but no, you seriously, got the
1: if you guys are, if you guys have my whole thing with this is, it for the price and everything. Um, this is something you should have anyway, and yeah. you can always keep this and think about it. You don't have to use it for anything else, but archery. So therefore it is literally going to always be sharp, always in great shape. And you never have to worry about looking for a big old scissors. It doesn't really fit doing a D loop or a, a, a peep or cutting. This is cutting little tiny precisions. It's just a really great product. So, yeah. so Brian, I, so one of the videos I'm working on coming up and I'll talk with you about offline, but like one of the videos I am going to work on coming up and I'm excited about, Is a archer's toolbox in the field. And you know, a lot of obviously a lot of your products will fit that toolbox concept. But like this is something I feel like every archer should have when before they go into the field, is have this box with their gear, right? So they have their bow set up, it's good to go. But we need to have these boxes full of things like a whisker biscuit extra peep sights the scissors things yeah. in, in there that you can fix your bow in the field yeah. and i think people totally forget and i totally forgot about it, till this year when all of a sudden i'm like my rest got loose or something happened and i thought god i'm not really prepared here i, I don't even know yeah. where's an archery shop anywhere near me i'm probably 50 miles from an archery shop like what if yeah. something breaks i gotta be able to fix it in the field right. itself and i gotta have the d loop i gotta have some adhesive i gotta have those things in this box ready to rock you know with a list of where to buy it how to buy it. that's that's my mind like what i want to sure. do video you know, because i feel like people could put together their own kit using a fishing box or whatever but yeah. having like the, the the allen wrench you know what i mean like that those things need to be in there ready to go all the time with your setup this isn't yeah. like a box you're going to use all the time in my opinion it's like one of those it's like a, a first aid kit exactly. you're going to have it never mess with it because you don't want to take something out and forget it like a lighter's right. in there the scissors the d loop the peep, an extra kisser, an extra rest, that extra cheap sight that's at least something you could use if you had to, that can fit in this box like a little cheap. Yep. Um, but these are the things I think people need to understand that are out there. And, yeah,
0: totally. You know, if I, you're, it, it, it's ironic too, as you're saying it, because I've never had a sight go loose on me in, in the field. I, I don't know why, just I've been lucky that way. This year, I'm going out, I, I'm, I'm literally walking out, I just dropped my son off at his stand, I'm going the other day, I said, you know what, I never do this, but I'm going to fling an arrow one time into the target. So I just stop, shot real quick. I missed the target. High left. I mean, (laughs) high left.
1: It's at six cents. You're like, I got to try
0: this. (laughs) So now here's the ironic part. I got thousands of those Allen wrenches that we talked about. I don't have an Allen wrench set with me, and I'm six hours away. So. I did. I went and I scrambled oh, through some tools. I found something that worked and I got adjusted, but I'm going, how stupid is that? That I have all these wrenches. And I don't have one ready. So you're, you're spot I, on. Hey, you should have the gear.
1: I feel the same way. I have a website that does tons of things. We have bows everywhere, sites everywhere, things like this laying around. And yet I don't have anything. I was thinking <laughs> of the other day, I was telling the guys, I'm like, what the hell is this? Like I, I get to my spot, not to my spot. I get to my, our hunt camp. And I, I, I pre leave these like tubs of gear. So I don't have to bring it every time. Right. Yep. So I get there. I'm like, where's my grunt call? Don't you have a grunt call? Can't even <laughs> yeah. find a grunt, can't find my range finder. I mean, it's pathetic. I'm like, what yeah. the heck am I doing here? Uh-huh. Like, I don't, can't find a rangefinder. I can't find the grunt. Can't find my, my little deer bleep box. I'm like, what right. the hell? So the, I mean, that's just, that's the hunting gear. That's nothing to do with the bow. And that, I think people right. forget that the bow has so much stuff on it. That's important. Every aspect of that bow is important to the yeah. shot. Um, right. Before we finish up, Brian, uh, real yep. quick, what should these accessories, because you know, I forgot to ask this to you, would you say are geared a little bit towards crossbow or what you could maybe use on a crossbow? Anything that you guys have in the lineup?
0: That's a great question. Uh, my son's been diehard with the Raven crossbow. So I'm, I've been in that frame of mind and, and we get that question a lot. Like what can you make for crossbows? Honestly, there's a, there's not a lot there, but one thing that we did do is this nitro split limb dampener uh, we have an orange and his Raven has orange on it, of course, put these in and, and it's already a quiet bow as it is, but some extra dampening worked really well. Um, it's always good to have the Allen wrench set, truthfully, um, the arrow inspector for spinning your bolts. Yeah, um, that it's key. Um, the adhesive, of course, if you're going to flex your own arrows, uh, your own bolts. But I, I did use some of our wishbones. We didn't talk about these much, but they're a little, I uh, get on the camera here. They wrap right around the string. And their vibration dampener, So you can use that as well, but the, the crossbows are so loud and they have so much vibration that I think anything you can do to dampen them, um, even the really good ones that are pretty good, they can use a little extra dampening. So that's where we kind of look to that area and make sure that we have some products for that, but it, there's not a lot to them. They're not like a bow, you know?
1: Yeah. I just want to show this real quick so people can see how it
0: goes on. Uh, yeah. It's it so easy.
1: Stuff. It's like a knot, huh? You just wrap yeah, it through just, itself. Uh,
0: you wrap around and put the legs through the little hole and pull it back on itself it's they're meant to stay on so it's tough you gotta kind of stretch them a little bit but once you get them on they're good
1: um real quick uh i bet you still sell a lot of these don't you yeah we do
0: it's <laughs> ironic i knew you know. it. i <laughs> got I got them cat whiskers you know i was like yeah i know what you mean okay
1: that's so funny you look at that you guys still make them in all these colors that's oh, so 17 impressive. different colors yeah Uh, It's so impressive. uh, Is this mostly on uh, compound people or is this you getting like traditional that want this?
0: Traditional as well. Yeah, we do those for traditional. We have uh, brush buttons that we have in a few different colors for, uh, you know, for the trad guys and um, that kind of stuff. So it might be on the page two there, but. Oh, got it. uh, Maybe. Yep. Oh,
1: okay. Is that like a rubberized material?
0: Yep, exactly. It's a molded material. Yep. Slides right over. So of the brush button a little vibration dampening too yeah
1: yeah and you know real quick i'll throw out that you know you guys actually do have your own kits i forgot about that i forgot yeah this, well, let me scroll down here come on what are you doing like these kits i forgot you guys had these archer combo kits
0: yeah we have them with that with the with the tube and the peep or we have them with the feather peep that is uh you know without a tube yeah these the colors look so good so yeah. incredible it just looks cool and it's you know especially if you have maybe you don't have the 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 brand new bow and top of line bow, or you're not upgrading this year, you, you know, I, I've got my, my three-year-old bow. I'm not buying a new one, but I want to do something. You can you know, swap that out for not a lot of money. You can get some different colors on it and make it look new or make it look fresh to you. Just something different. If you don't want to go spend the full, you know, the full bill on it, you can upgrade.
1: Yeah. Very cool. Brian, thanks for joining us on the BHP yeah. podcast. Appreciate it. Uh, to learn more about Pine Ridge, go to pineridgearchery.com. Uh, Brian, did we forget anything you wanted to cover?
0: No, I, I think we did uh, did it justice here. You know, we, we just like everyone to know we make stuff in the U.S. Uh, very few things are not made here. Some things come from other from other countries, but very few. We we try to do as much under this roof as we can, and been doing well at for over twenty years now.
1: Very cool. And you guys uh, do have a social media. I guess you go to Pine Ridge,
0: Pine Ridge Archer Archery.
1: at yep. Instagram. That's one of my favorite. I love Instagram. I just think it's yeah. fun. You can like do a picture, then you can tag people. I just think it's so fun. I feel like it's yeah. kind of overcome facebook a lot you know it's just a little faster and a little more people yeah. using it uh on facebook you guys are pine ridge archery Yep. because i know i have this issue too you have to like check your name for every
0: one of these right stories. somebody else grabbed pine ridge archery <laughs> on instagram
1: youtube it's do du- du-
0: is it dubro dubro pine, pine ridge because that's our other company is dubro yep do a lot yeah, of cool. tech tip videos in there it's yeah all i see that holy cow it's all linked Where? on pine ridge archery.com you can get to all our social media all your youtube things and all that
1: Brian, thanks so much,
0: man. Appreciate it. We'll see you next time.